Across. A steal by Tippett. The game on his stick. He scores! Cutter and watching him and thinking he was going to be a flyer, especially with what he said at the draft. Talk about how this all evolved. Yeah, he didn't want to be a flyer. This is episode 104 of the Liberty O. Danny Deemer here with Chris Stumpo. Holy actual fuck, dude. What just happened? What what an eventful day to be a Flyers fan. I mean, I was so dialed in on the game to begin with, like before the news dropped. Yeah. And after the news <laughs> dropped, I couldn't focus on the game one bit. I actually ended up falling asleep. Like, I just could not focus on that game. I was not only focused on the trade. Break it down for us. Not a second, not a second of the of the game was I watching after that went down. It was in the middle of the first period, too. An absolute fucking bomb in the middle of the first period. But to break the trade down real quick before we get into any actual reactions, I can't believe I'm even saying this. It's so fucking weird still. The Flyers have traded Cutter Gauthier to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Jamie Drysdale and a, tw- and a 2025 second-round pick. Still really weird to say that, but holy shit. Like, I cannot... I'm still processing the fact that he basically told the entire organization, plus the city, plus the fans who woke up in the last two weeks to watch him play hockey in Sweden. I, I mean, it's just... I'm not saying Jamie Drysdale isn't... We'll get into him. That's an entire different feeling. But in terms of coming to to grasp I mean I think you said it best while we were on fa- FaceTime like coming to grasp with the fact that like he really didn't want to be here man like he straight up basically said fuck you to Philadelphia and now he is public enemy number one so that's my initial I just, reaction I just wonder the thought process behind it for him like what rubbed him the wrong way you know like what's more attractive about let's say, an Anaheim Ducks than a, than a Philadelphia Flyers. Like, it just doesn't really com- compute to me. Uh, he didn't show up to camp. I thought it wasn't a big deal. That was wrong, obviously. It was a big deal. But, I mean, fuck. Like, how could you envision that? And then he goes yeah. on and has a tournament he has, and NHL Network is gassing him up repeatedly. Like, oh, Flyers prospect, and you're so invested in this run. And he, he scores the goal to get to the gold medal game. And it's just it was a like a like a fever dream almost like because you know he's gonna join you in April, but that's all gone, and it's crazy to know that it was it was gone for months. Like he had his mind made up for months, so longer. we were in this fairy tale land. Yeah, probably longer. You're right. Since last we World Junior, this has been happening. They've cut, they've kept it under wraps for that long, dude. Like imagine it's just so if that. Crazy because yeah, no, you guys are good. No, just like as much as I think about this team, like every day I'm thinking I'm like Cutter Mitchkov, Cutter yeah. Mitchkov for the last I don't I couldn't tell you how many days, and it's just for that to get, uh, for a wrench to be thrown in that already, it's just it's I'm still in shock over it. Like those that was the duo of the future to me. Yeah, and it's it's insane. My initial reaction, just on the fact that this has been a thing since the last World Junior is. Shout out to the Flyers organization. And not just the Flyers organization, but shout out to all the organizations that Danny and Keith Jones have been 
interacting with. I mean, Keith Jones said it on the broadcast in the middle of the game. If that gets out, the fact that Cutter Gucci doesn't want to be in Philadelphia, and I understand he had a big World Junior, best forward in the tournament, yes. If that gets out, that completely tanks all trade value, right? And then you're working at a place where you're not getting a Jamie Drysdale in return because other teams know in the position that you're sitting in. And I'm not saying Anaheim didn't know. I mean, something's ha- something has to be going on for you to be even entertaining trading uh, Cutter Gauthier, right? So, I mean, the Ducks aren't dumb. At least that's what I like to think. But in terms of the actual rumor, I mean, I guess it's not a rumor because it, it was true, but the actual fact of Cutter Gauthier not wanting to play in Philadelphia didn't get out for a year is incredible to me. And shout out to Danny Briere and... Keith Jones, like Keith Jones, went to Sweden to try to like talk to him in his camp, and basically got the cold shoulder the entire time. But shout out to them for recognizing what's happening, not playing any more games than have already been played, and making the deal that they did, and getting a guy like Jamie Drysdale back in return, plus a second round pick in 2025, which that's nice too. But shout out to those two. Um, the transparency, Danny. I mean, we'll get into it as we talk more. Has I mean, they been... handled that as well as right? they could have possibly handled that, given the situation that they were in. Right, right in um, our faces, right? I mean, the the last regime does yeah. not do that, Danny. They were Danny Briere talks first, and then Keith Jones is right on your TV the next intermission. That's all I, we asked. I just like how it didn't leak either. Like, I like how it was a bombshell to us, and that just speaks to the, how locked tight the doors are now, because... I mean, dude, we knew Giroux's no team trade list. Like, we knew we knew the entire list of teams. We knew exactly where he wanted to go as fans. Like, that's <laughs> a problem. Weeks. That's a problem. For weeks. Like, you compare yeah, you it to this, point. and it's like, not only were they protecting him, they're protecting his value. They're protecting mm-hmm. the fans. Honestly, I mean, that that just kind of would have been some sour grapes over uh, an otherwise feel good season. I, I, I just still, I, I sit here, and, I mean, we're actively talking about it, and it's just, it doesn't feel real. I mean, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be, like, exaggerate, but really, like, I mean, personally, I mean, our dads, and I'm sure people who are listening to this who are older than us have, were, were able to experience what happened in, nine, was it 99 with Lindros? 98? I kind of forget. It's about the Game 7? No, about Lindros forcing his way here. What draft was that, 99? Oh, uh, way before that. that was, was it really? Ni- yeah, like 90s. Because they went to the finals with him in 97. So oh, yeah, I, 92, maybe? 90, people, maybe? <laughs> One of those. I'm sure there are people listening to this that have experienced that. And for us, I mean, this is... I mean, you don't really see it that much. I mean, we saw it Adam Fox. He kind of like... But, like, for a guy who got drafted into the top five, top ten to do this, I mean, you don't really see it a ton. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's not like we're this, a scrub either. Like, we are the Philadelphia Flyer. And I like how they, they said that. Like, if you don't want to be a Flyer, you're not going to be one. Like... Yep. We're, we're done being desperate. We're done, like... I like how the brand's just kind of getting back to reality now. Keep keep Jones, like I said, like the, the, the transparency with all of this. I mean, since 
everything's been redone in terms of Keith Jones and Brer coming in and Dan Hilferty and everybody. What they did tonight, aside from the actual trade itself, just being there and talking to the fans and respecting everybody. You know what I mean? It was just like a they don't treat us like we're dumb. You know what I mean? Jones, like Keith Jones knows what to say, he knows what to do, and I thought tonight was a great example of what did you say to me on text earlier about how before it like set like they they used to set like really bad precedents with with how they went about stuff and with the way they how they did tonight is just it it, it sets a different precedent in my opinion you know yeah, what I, mean? I mean i remember saying on on facetime to you i was like i need answers for this like now yeah and they gave us answers. They both were there. They both spoke. Like I think Briere had like a ten minute interview. I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was long yeah, as shit. It's all you could ask for. And they respect the fans. They realize how big of a move this is. Yeah, that's another thing I like. The, the magnitude of it. It's like yeah, this really was supposed to be the duo. Like I thought I had my Crosby and Malkin. I thought this was it right here. And it's it's just gonna take a little bit. To settle in. I'm very excited for Drysdale. Um, big yeah. need that we just addressed fits the timeline. Like, there's a lot of things to be excited about getting him, but <laughs> it's still going to take a little bit the process. And then you had uh, uh, Tortorello post game. He's like, I don't know Cutter from a hole in the wall. <laughs> he was like, I don't really want to talk about Cutter. I want to talk about Jamie because that's who wants to be here. And the fact that Jamie's already on a plane to Philly and will be at practice tomorrow in Voorhees. It's great to hear. Uh, Tort said that Sandheim is probably going to go back to the left side um, and that Jamie Drysdale will be playing on the power play. He just doesn't know which unit, and he will be playing both left and right side. So they're definitely... They definitely have been looking into this for a while because of the way they talked about Drysdale. I mean, all three of them. Today, I mean, uh, Briere, Jonesy, and and Tortorella. Tortorella was already talking about like what he wants to change in his game, like what he wants to get him doing more of. You know what I mean? And you don't say that about a guy that you that you just traded for twenty minutes ago and you had no idea was in the works. You know what I mean? So, Torts mm-hmm. has been looking at it. Torts has been watching game tight game tape, and I, I I I do expect Drysdale to be in the lineup on Wednesday against Montreal. I mean, I don't see how he's not. I mean, if he's already practicing tomorrow, and I just I don't see why he wouldn't be in. I mean, I don't think he'll be playing in the top four, maybe on the third pairing with uh, Sealer. That would probably make sense, just to ease him into things a little bit. But in terms of being in the lineup, I mean, I I think so. What do you think? Do you think he plays on Wednesday? I, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sometimes you – I mean – just played a home game, and then we're about to have another home game. What? When was his last game played? You well, said he's, he's already he's had an assist yesterday. So he yeah, didn't he should play today. by all accounts. Yeah. Play Wednesday. I mean, I don't see a reason why not. I mean, t- like you were saying to be... me earlier, like this isn't football. There isn't like a playbook. He just go out there mm-hmm. and fucking play. But dude, did, did Torts really say that about Cutter and then Drysdale? Yeah. That's kind of that's. That's crazy. That's been the theme uh, of. I'm sorry. A, a reporter, j- just to give you a little bit more context with what like 
why he said it. A reporter was like, didn't you meet Cutter? <laughs> because of that video of Cutter explaining, like, walking up to uh, Tortorello and being like, hi, it's nice to meet you. My name's Cutter Gauthier. I'm excited to play for you one day. And he's like, fuck yeah. I'm excited to, uh, mm-hmm. nice to meet you too. He was like, yeah, didn't you meet him? <laughs> Basically is what the reporter said. And uh, Tortorello responded with, I don't know Cutter Gauthier from a hole in the wall. I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about the guy who wants to be here and is coming here, and that's Jamie. And then he went into, like... Dude, I, I like that. Because it, Jones and Bree are both said it. I remember, I think Jim Jackson said something along the lines of, like, Cutter Gauthier wanting to be a flyer. And Jones, like, really sternly was like, well, he didn't want to be a flyer. And, like, you could just tell, like, they're pissed off the way that his camp oh, handled absolutely. that. Oh, Oh my god, you could just Absolutely. see it. The way they kind of threw him under the bus today, they, they, and... the whole org, the whole organization <laughs> threw him under the bus today, Danny. Like, the top guy, like Dan Hilferty was saying shit. I saw a video on the timeline. Uh, Keith Jones, you got the Briere, the fans, you got Al Morganing and, and Scott Hartnell on the, uh, the, the pregame and postgame show. Talk, talking shit, basically saying, I don't know why a kid who hasn't played in the NHL yet is sitting here making decisions like this, but okay. Brian Boucher during the game, basically saying, I mean, I played here. Philadelphia is a great place to play hockey. It's just, <laughs> it was cool. Like I said it on Twitter, it was the first time that you've seen Philadelphia come together since Pittsburgh made fun of Gritty. Really, like, <laughs> we've all been arguing with each other for the last how many months? And it's the first time that we've seen everybody come together and then be like, fuck this dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy to see. It's How could you not? Like, when when you get the full story, because when it first happens, your first instinct is like, what the fuck are the Flyers doing? Like, yeah. after everything we just went through. And then you, then you get the full story and then him not going to camp. You put the pieces of the puzzle together and you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he really didn't want to be here. Uh like, like I yeah. said, we're not a scrub organization. Like he he went to a poverty organization. Like he and I think he's gonna be a great player and all, and he's gonna have a successful career. But what the fuck? Like you could have been in Philadelphia on TNT primetime, mm-hmm. in in the Metropolitan Division. You could you could have been a really marketable star to the game alongside Mishkov. And I don't know. Was he that's like scared? Because I know Derek made the point. I don't know. If, He's spitting. Like, was he that scared of being a Robin to to Mishkov's Batman? Does he? But what does he, he think he's gonna? What does he think he's gonna be in Anaheim Zegers, with Leo Carlson? Yeah, Carlson and Zegret. Dude, first off, that team. Leo Carlson's nasty, ten but, times better than him. What does he think he's gonna be over there? Enjoy being his Robin, boss. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. And obviously, we're only hours removed from it, but. If we find out what actually was the reason, whether it was Torts, whether it was, like, Kevin Hayes that we've seen rumors on Twitter, which I don't actually fucking believe. I don't think Kevin Hayes had anything Wait, to do with Wait, what's the rumor there? Kevin Hayes, like, you No, know, Kevin Hayes was, like... People were saying that Kevin Hayes was in his ear because Kevin Hayes doesn't like Tortorello, so... Kevin Hayes was in, uh... Carter Gauthier's ear, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure Carter Gauthier's, like friends with the same dudes that he's friends with. I don't know. But people were throwing out the assumption that Kevin Hayes has something to do with it. I don't actually believe that. If that turns out to be true, Kevin Hayes would also be... Seek help if that's true. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you're just ruining your your career. Like, dude, you better be Leon Drysaddle. 
Like he better come <laughs> yeah, every dude. every time he comes to Philly, he better be destroying our shit because we're gonna let him have it. Oh, like, we're really Danny, gonna let this him have is gonna it. be bad, bro. Like, oh yeah, this There's is going like to this. be bad. I mean, Crosby's one thing. Like this, this like weirdly feels personal. You know, this is personal. Way. He told the whole city to go fuck themselves, basically. Exactly. Dude. But it's like the timing of it. Like right as we're reviving, it's like why now? Like all the vibes yeah. have been fine. All the vibes have been building. It's like why would you not say this right after you got drafted? When when shit was actually hard. Like what about what's going on now? Rubbed you the wrong way because every. I mean, I know they lost tonight and it was bad, and they're been on a bit of a skid recently. But like this year has been fine. They've been trending well. They they're probably gonna make the playoffs. Like what the yeah. fuck is the problem? The, the only thing that I can think of is Al Morgani had a little, like, snippet in the middle of the uh, intermission, and he basically said, Cutter Gochi wanted to turn pro last year. Danny Briere said no. Fucking A, I was going to say no. that. You're not ready. Go back to college, and maybe that rubbed him the wrong way. And even if that's the actual reason, if you got rubbed the wrong way so bad that you refuse to talk to John LeClaire, Patrick Sharp, Danny Briere, Keith Jones, or anybody in the organization because they didn't think that... Because they thought you should go back for another year of development with Ryan Leonard, Gay Perot, and Will Smith as freshmen. Like, if that's the reason, good riddance, dude. Like, goodbye. And the actual reasons to why this happened is probably going to... I'll probably still say good riddance, but if it comes out, that the Flyers did something wrong, which, I mean, I don't see what could possibly, you know what I mean? Like, at this point, we would just be assuming things and just throwing shit at the wall to see if it's stuck. So, I'm not going to go further with that, but I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I really want to know what the actual reason was, and I don't think that we'll actually ever find out. We'll, we'll hear rumors and shit, but I don't think we'll maybe actually. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe years into the fucking future. Like a spitting chicklets interview when, when he's, he's retired. Like 28. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, so retired or you some never know. shit. That makes the most sense, though. That's the most logical answer. I mean, if you think about it from his perspective, it's like fifth overall pick, you're good enough to go pro, and this organization not signing you is preventing you from making a million dollars this year. And now you have to go to back to school and play hockey. And I can see how that could rub someone oh, the wrong way. But like I said, he better boo. be Leon Drysaddle. Like, yeah. the Flyers did him a fucking favor with that shit. Like, you did not want to be here. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe in hindsight, maybe it would have been fine if he was here now. But, dude, like, you, you were playing with a Globetrotter <laughs> college team. You went on a... I mean, they were. He was so invested into that World Juniors run, and getting that gold medal back on Sweden. It was like, like it seemed to me like that was his focus was finishing business there and then turning pro. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. didn't seem like he was that upset, that hung up on not signing. Like he definitely seemed dialed into all of his objectives this year. I don't know, man. It it it, it he Fuck came yeah. out of left field with a hockey stick. It really did to to break it all down. But real quick, we have a ton, and I mean a ton, of comments and questions to get through. So if we didn't get, if we don't get to yours, we either already answered the question or you asked a, a similar question to somebody else. So just to start real quick, our boys flyer clips. Is my life over or am I in heaven? Right now, I think I'm a combination of both because, like, I still haven't fully 
processed it. It's still a shock to the core, if you will. Um, but yeah, insane, dude. Like, your life is definitely not over because we have Jamie Drysdale currently probably already in Philly, and uh, I'm curious to what number he's gonna wear. But insane night to put it the to put it the least. Flyers clips to put it the least. Um, Dank Seltzer. Insane question, but the boys in Flyers gents wanted me to ask it. I mean, to, to read it. If you guys were in prison and Gauthier is your cellmate, how long until you shank him? That is an absolutely <laughs> insane question, Dank. Please delete your account. Please. Dank's always got to go to extremes. <laughs> but no, if you actually go and look at the actual tweet, there's a dude that says something underneath of that that's 10 times worse which is insane to say <laughs> all right i gotta check that out later <laughs> uh our boy scott stunning news sick to my stomach i drove to michigan this summer to see gutter at the world junior summer showcase i had his game worn jersey in my hands 500 dollars. so glad i didn't do it wow I almost Dude, you know this? You know this? Uh, this Swedish player that was shit talking him in the handshake line. Yeah, that's like my Mackie. guy. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah he's, he's my guy. I'm getting that's... a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he's my guy now. Bro, I really wish. He, I wish he got the job done. That's Briere's next trade target, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Leckermacki, he's definitely gonna be a flyer very, very soon. But dude, isn't that insane though? Scott making that trip this summer to go see him. About to buy his fucking jersey. Like, it's insane, dude. It really is insane to think about it because it wasn't like this kid didn't have the entire city of Philadelphia behind his back. Other than Derek. (laughs) 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 Shout out, Derek. But, no, but, like, seriously, dude. Like, it wasn't like this kid was hated by the entire city and, like, Ben Simmons was and needed to get the fuck out ASAP. You know what I mean? Then I'll... I, I, I could somewhat understand it. Yeah, like, has he ever gotten a hate comment by any other Flyers than Derek? Fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, <laughs> did Derek's article force him out? It's like, <laughs> shout out Derek. Um, but no, seriously, man. Like, I don't know. Like, you would have thought something insane happened. I mean, maybe it did. We don't know because, like we just said keep shit under wraps pretty well now over there so who knows who knows uh jamie oh hold on i just want to fit like just when it's beginning to feel real too with cutter gochier i mean that's why i said it stinks so bad because if it happened draft night it's one thing but we spent the last two years like just last night i'm thinking to myself like oh it's january now come april i might see 19 oh i won't be 19 i guess hathaway can keep that number for as long as he wants now yeah it's all yours but uh i was just thinking to myself like gochier and burn orange and the playoffs like it's it really could happen this year in a couple months and it's something that like it kind of like kept me going a little bit it's like i want the team to, to stick through and make the playoffs so bad so i could see that but now we're just gonna have drysdale for the full ride and he's going to get comfortable for the next 40 games. And he's just going to get integrated into that defense. And Shaw is going to get in the lab with him for the next 40 games. And yeah, I like It's that. something to get excited about, absolutely. Like, they addressed a major need on like during the timeline, too. Like, it, it, that check that moves checks so many boxes. It really does. 
and he's it's also, like almost kind of perfect for their situation. I mean, for being backed in the corner, I thought he, Briere, I'm talking about, did pretty well with what he was dealt. Yeah. And, and we're not talking about the fact that Jamie Drysdale is joining an extremely high rush centric team. Shout out to Derek who said that in the group chat like not even ten minutes ago, but it's true. Like it, it, this kid is joining a team who creates ninety five percent of their goals off the rush. Um, who are probably like the top, te- not not the best team in the league, but like top 10 in the league at just breakouts and getting two on ones, three on ones. And just like I said, a, a, an extremely high rush team. And that's what Jamie Drysdale does best. He, he, he jumps in up in the, he jumps up in the play, extremely high IQ offensive skill. Like this kid has a chance to be a one D if he uh, puts everything together. Um, so it, 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 it's really exciting. Cause like I just said, to be backed into the corner that they were, um, not leak anything, not lose any kind of trade value. Um, it's an extremely impressive job by Briere, and it gives me hope for the future with the organization, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like we talked about wanting creative moves. It's uh, There's another one right there. I mean, he has not a couple. Even that, not even from that aspect. I'm talking about just the pure aspect of just not ha- not having anything leaked. You know what I mean? Like that... That is a sign of an organization oh, yeah. that you can trust, an organization that doesn't fuck around, an organization that does it the right way. So, in terms of that, I'm a I'm very optimistic about who is leading this team now. Danny Briere, uh, Keith Jones, Dan Hilferty, all these guys, man. Hundred percent. Like, if there's leaks, they probably don't get a Drysdale. Absolutely not. Well, that's and that's weird. what we said the first ten yeah. minutes of the of the podcast. Absolutely, like it's shout out to them, and that's what Keith Jones said in the in the middle of the uh, intermission. Thank you to everybody who <laughs> kept it silent because if that doesn't happen, this is completely different, and we probably don't get a guy like Jamie Drysdale back. And it's it's a really important thing to to note with this whole thing, and uh, I'm extremely proud of the way they had. The way they dealt with it, um, it, it Jamie, fills a massive need. I'm sorry, no, it fills ahead. a massive need this year mm-hmm. and in the, the following years, which is the most exciting part about it. Is like he fills out that defensive depth chart for for years now. Like you can have so much fun. I think, like writing Absolutely. up a mock lineup now, and the, the pieces are starting to come together. There was a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the things long term, and it's kind of nice to see. Like okay, York Drysdale, like. That's something to fucking work with there. Like, that's very exciting. But go ahead, what were you saying? If Sandheim continues to be this Sandheim, uh, I think we have three of the top four right now. Drysdale, York, and Sandheim. I mean, that's not a bad top four. You get one more stud in there, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But it has to be this Sandheim. Or October Sandheim would be cool, because he's kind of cooled off in the last month-ish. But... In terms of having a more clear view and addressing a need, absolutely, dude. I mean, this kid's twenty-one years old. He's a baby in terms of like defensemen and how they develop and stuff. So, extremely exciting stuff. Our boy Jamie, no question, just want to rant. Cutter, Cutter is an immature little bitch who deserves a long, healthy career of disappointments. 
I hope he has a generational AHL career. Fucking whiny little pussy. Censor my comment if you're going to read it on the pod. Sorry. <laughs> we're, Don't you're allowed to curse on here, JB. You're good, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's the thing about this pod, dude. Let loose. It's like a therapy session in here. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I said worse off the mic, so it's... Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think everyone feels the same way, right? And it, and it's not because of him dictating where he wants to go. Like, I saw somebody was like, oh, I didn't see Philly fans reacting this way when Eric Lindros did it in 92, 93. I don't know why I said 98 earlier. But, but that how is that fucking different? I mean, the same. Explain to me how that's the same. I'll sit and wait because it's not. That's not even it's remotely not, close like... to being the same thing. Imagine if Lindros waited two years, destroyed the junior <laughs> system, and had Nordiques fans on Twitter hype his shit over him for two years, and then did it. Like it's 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 not comparable. And all the signs pointed towards he's gonna sign with the Flyers. Like yep. it it was it wasn't like Lindros made it clear. He made it clear. Like they took him anyway, but he made it clear. Cutagoche no, did not make it clear. Do not take me, and if you do, I will not play for you. And they still took him, and this cutter situation is just so much. I, I don't even want to. I mean, you just explained it. But yeah. You want a scenario? Yeah, I do. We t- we talk about uh, one day down the line, maybe Mitchkov versus Bedard in a cup final. I mean, oh, Mitchkov wow. versus Gauthier in a cup final one day is, <laughs> is must-watch TV. Well, it would be like, it would be, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, they're... Their, their prospects are insane. It would be yeah. Like, like imagine they like they fully Leo. develop and they they fill the team out a little bit and they they get to that level and we get to that level. That would be, be so fun, dude. It'd it be would insane. be insane. So cool. Like, Him getting like, booed in the finals. Oh my god. Leo Carlson, Cutter Gauthier, and then Minchukov would be like I feel like they're they're big three. If Cutter Gauthier like is the guy that. I mean, yeah. Even I thought he was going to be in. Wait, you mean Zegers? I think you put uh, you said Mishkov. Did I say Mishkov? <laughs> yeah, you're good. No, I meant to say Carlson, Carter Gauthier, and Minchukov. No, I no, I said Minchukov. Oh, Minchukov. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't you got you got me sitting here thinking I said my boy Mitchy. Dude, uh, I heard uh, Mishkov. Swear to God. Uh, no, no, you're good. Um. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it the right way, but uh, he's like a defensive uh, Russian for the really good prospect for them. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. It's uh, Minchukov. Um, but, like, those three, if they hit their ceilings, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty scary uh, trio. But, I mean, our trio now would be, like, Mitchkov, Drysdale, and then, like, one other guy if they could find him. Um, I mean, I mean, they have the draft picks to to, to get. Spicy yeah, we got some work shit, to do so. now. Maybe yeah. now they go out and try to get that forward. Maybe now they that spend one money C? down the line on the forward. Yeah, that'd be sick, wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't that be fun? The one C question mark is a little bit bigger now because it was floating around when Carter Gauthier was a Flyers prospect because it was a left wing center thing and Briere said multiple times today while dressing Carter that he was a left wing. So they probably saw him as a left wing. So that one C now, the question mark that, that hangs above that is it's a very apparent thing. And I, obviously they don't grow on fucking trees. You're going to have to get creative if you're not going to be the worst team in the league. 
to fu- to eventually find that guy. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens there because that's a extremely important position that. I wouldn't say he's lack. I mean, I would say it's kind of lacking in the in the organization, no, Danny? Absolutely. Oh, Other dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> Cutter Doce leaving now. I mean, as a whole, the forward pipeline in general, it's like now there's some question marks there. Like he he was supposed to carry the load of the production one day, and now alongside. it's like. Oh, I, oh, Alongside Matt Vay, and all the eggs are now in Matt Vay's basket. Like, let's be real. Like, which is fine. For oh, it's perfectly me. fine. If, there, if there's a guy to double okay down on, that. yeah, no, it's, it ain't nothing to him. It ain't gonna affect him at all. He probably He's asked that for good. it. He's probably the reason this all happened. Shout out to Zach. Z- Dude, Zach was if? like, Zach was like, he probably watched the World Junior. He was like, call G- uh, Keith Jones. I was like, get this guy the fuck out of Philly, dude. I'm not playing. He said, get me dude. a defenseman. He said, I'm, <laughs> yeah. coming. I'm, I'm coming this year. Get me a defenseman. I'm ready. I'd be like, holy fuck, let's go. Now, fuck that would be fucking crazy. <laughs> would be like, see, you know what the funny thing is? As, as insane and like out of worldly that sounds... Would I be totally surprised if it came out and it was like, yeah, Mitch Cobb didn't like him? And the Flyers were like, yeah, we don't like him either anymore. <laughs> it really wouldn't surprise me, dude. It really wouldn't. Because that dude's like the entire organization. Whatever yeah. he says goes, dude. Uh, our boy Jack. Do you think Fletcher may have known that Carter was on the fence about signing with us prior to drafting him? No, because I'm pretty sure Briere said when Cutter Gauthier got drafted, he told them that he is born to be a flyer and can't wait to be a flyer. So I think the mindset changed after he got drafted. And I think it, I mean, he was at that first rookie camp. You know what I mean? So, like, I think something happened after. And I'm not going to speculate, but no. Personally, I don't think Chuck Fletcher had any idea. I don't think he would have taken him fifth overall. That's the case, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I'm try, I'm like racking my head trying to think. Would, what if like Fletcher made him, uh, a handshake deal that was like, okay, kid, I'm gonna sign you after this season, and then we're mm. gonna go, and then he gets fired in March. Mm. Briere takes over. They start a whole new era, and Briere doesn't doesn't want to go about it the way Chuck wanted to go about it. And he kind of doubles back on that handshake deal. I'm just, I'm just brainstorming. No, no, here. yeah, that, that's. Hey, we're talking here, dude. We're flowing. We need to, <laughs> we need to fucking brainstorm some shit. But, I mean, yeah, I mean that could definitely be a possibility for sure. Like I said, I, I mean at this point we're just speculating, but will we ever know? We'll find out as time will tell. But in terms of just Fletcher knowing. I, I don't think so, but you never know. Maybe the handshake did happen. Um, Justin, what do you like about Drysdale game? Is there anything that inspires confidence that can be generally a top, a good top four defender for years to come? Um, absolutely. I mean, I I don't think it has to be explained why Jamie Drysdale has a I mean a ceiling of a number one defenseman. I mean, if he hits and Obviously, we're talking about ceiling here. Ceiling and what he actually will become. Yeah, like he's 21. Things. Yeah, Ceiling, he's a number one defenseman, offensive defenseman who puts up 70, 80, 
70-ish points, 80-ish points a game. I mean, a game. A year. That's a ceiling, number one. In terms of being a top four guy, I mean, it's not hard to see why. I mean, he skates like the wind. Floats, basically. I mean, he's an extremely good skater. I'm not calling him Kel McCarr, but they skate kind of the same in, in terms of just being their edges and how, how they float in the blue line. Can power uh, can quarterback a power play in his sleep? So, I mean, he'll be on one of the units. I hope it's the top one. Should be the top one. But it, extremely high IQ. Always makes the right play with the puck. Great first pass out of his zone. Quick. Like, I just love his edges. Um, extremely small. I mean, he's just a, a he. He's a good player. Hasn't had the best luck with injuries. His first couple of years is a, is on the smaller end. He's only five eleven, but I, I don't a, think another guy who activates offense on a team mm-hmm. jumps on that, a play. Yeah, that thrives on activating offense. I mean, that's basically the identity of this team. Like, I'm trying to picture a York Drysdale pair. Like, how fluid that's going to be in terms of. Just activating the play. It, it's, and that's it's going to be a seamless fit. Or it and should that kind of runs into a another question. Ava Carter Hart fan. Are we going to trade a defenseman? And if if so, who? And that's interesting, Danny, because now mm. we have a lot of defensemen, and I mean, obviously, we always had the question mark whether or not. Sean Walker is going to get re-signed, whether or not they trade him. I mean, rest of the line has been thrown around there a couple of times. Um, right now, the, the, the deep pairings are Cam York, Travis Sanheim. We all know that. But with Tortorello announcing that Sanheim most likely will go back to the left side, we can put him back there. I mean, back on the left side and while we structure our, our pairings. But right now, it's Cam York, Sanheim, Nick Sealer, Walker, Igor Zamula, Rasmus Ristolainen. That's a lot of defensemen. Uh, do they... I mean, Zamula would have to go through waivers, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Do they trade him? I don't know. Nick Sealer, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they want to keep him as long as they're in a playoff spot and fighting for a playoff spot. Then it comes down to Risto or Walker, right? I mean, because like Mark Stahl, he, he's got to go to fucking China, right? At this point, yeah. like that dude can't play again. You I, just I would think added another defenseman. Would have to be Sean Walker. I mean, I actually think that's the beautiful part about doing this right here at Game Forty and beginning of early January. Like, if Drysdale comes in and stamps his mark and does his thing, suddenly, like trading a Sean Walker doesn't hurt you that much you know i think that what it is like what they trade him for like yeah exactly if it's like a first and oh yeah obviously i'm doing it for sure dude could you imagine that like having and then we still make the playoffs like let's just imagine like fairy tale land like you still make the playoffs you get drysdale for years to come and then that that would be insane and drysdale i'm pretty sure let me check talk talk while i check just so we're not I'm pretty sure Jamie Drysdale is on, has like two years left on his deal at like two point one, if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's a good sure. idea. I actually haven't looked into the contract. I just assumed he didn't make anything Look insane. Me. Look at me. I'm going over to the fucking the Ducks. Cat friendly, and he's not there. <laughs> he's on the Flyers one already. That's fucking great. 
Yeah, dude. He's got three years left, and when it ends, he's an RFA. Makes two point three million this year, next year, and in twenty twenty five. So he's not an RFA till twenty twenty six, and he's twenty one years old. It's a nice contract, stuff. dude. It's a good trade, dude. Like from the way they were backed into the corner, obviously. Like you said, if it like if Karkoche wanted to be a flyer and they make this trade, it's a completely different <laughs> conversation. Yeah. But the way they were backed into the corner, the position they were in to do this and get a guy like Jamie uh, Jamie Drysdale. Did you see Briere in the press conference? He's smiling ear to ear. He was like, when when they like brought Jamie Drysdale up, I jumped. <laughs> like, and it's just. Oh, man, the more and more me and you sit here and talk, the more and more I'm excited for for Drysdale. To be honest with you, and the more and more I, I forget like about I said, he's 21, man. He's fucking 20. He's a baby. Dude, York, York, York. How old's York? 23. 23. I mean, put that in perspective. Like he's a he's a toddler. He's a yeah, toddler. It's a great like, point. We're gonna be able to watch him for years grow into a nice cost controlled, just play activating defensive like it's gonna be like it's definitely something to be excited about absolutely I wonder 2. what numbers million yeah 2.3 million nothing and I know he hasn't had the best start to his career and then RFA that so we could be in a scenario where York Drysdale you're let's say alright so Travis Sanheim you have him locked up like there's gonna be no uh, contract dispute with him or whatever, and then you have Drysdale and York who are both RFA controlled, underneath. Like that's that's really nice, man. He so has... like when the time and and they're both a year different too. So York's gonna have his little roadblock with it a year separate from when Drysdale. So it's not all gonna sneak up on the Flyers in the same year. It's it, dude. That's a sweet setup. That's definitely something to be excited about. Uh, Jake. Cornelius, do you see the Flyers making a move to clear some space for Drysdale to play when he's healthy? Oh, all right, no, I'm not even gonna. Uh, he will play. He, he is healthy. I don't. I don't really understand that question. I think it. In the end, <laughs> it was a perfect storm of Cutter Gauthier having a uh, good World Juniors, being on the the international stage, and him getting healthy at the same time was a perfect storm for those two teams to finally lock it in and be like, fuck it, let's just do it right now. Yep. Like, time couldn't Absolutely. be better. Gauthier's stock couldn't be higher. The kid's finally healthy. Because they were probably talking about it for months, but he was probably rehabbing, and it's it's like, whatever, we'll, we'll revisit yeah. this when yeah, he because he just healthy. came back like a week or two ago. I remember seeing a video. Yeah. It was like Drysdale, Zegers, and Minchukov all came back on, like, the same practice. It was like a big video of them coming back on the ice, so. They were probably just waiting for that. And then Absolutely. Anaheim saw the tournament Gochia had, and both both parties were probably like, They're okay, like, all right, the time you know is what? now. He's still not answering you? Okay, let's make it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, Garrett, how does this trade affect the upcoming draft? Does Danny package Florida's pick and Philly's pick to get back up into the top 12 and get another top prospect? And that's interesting, dude, because, I, Danny, what boat have I been on since the Mitzkov, since before the Mitzkov draft about this draft coming up? And how I think Briere is going to do what with these picks? Stack up picks to in an effort to move up and get a guy he really likes, right? Absolutely. And I think this, as Garrett so kindly points out, further implicates that, no? 
Yeah, I'd say so. Because you, what did you just say about the forward prospect pool now that Cutter Gochi is gone? It's there. There's definitely some holes to be filled yeah. long term if we're going to be a contender. So absolutely, Garrett. I I I personally think, and I, I, I'm if I'm thinking it, and when you're thinking it, I'm sure it's cost Danny Briere's mind that if you can find. I mean, obviously, it's not easy to do. It's not as easy as fucking NHL 24 and. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. and doing a quick trade there, but it's if he can find a way to package Florida in our picks and maybe a a player Scott Walton somebody, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, then that's how you can get creative and and land a prospect that maybe doesn't want an RFA that doesn't want to resign with his team, a young RFA, a young RFI center, you never know what happens. You never know when a Carter Gauthier situation will arise. You never know when a, when a player is like, you know what, fuck this fucking team. And de- you know what I mean? It, it happens all the time. It happens. I'm not saying the the draft shit happens where, pe- where guys are just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting drafted. There. That, that, that doesn't really happen. But RFA shit where the guys are just like, you know what? Yeah, disgruntled oh, player wants Alex to go to a different out. market. Matthew Kachuk. I mean, like, there's there's uh, examples of this. I think that float around once Jack ever. Michael. Every I mean, that was a yeah, different situation with his neck surgery. So I can't really add him to that group. Yeah, like same concept though. Like once every three years, there's an opportunity. Like if you're mm-hmm. open to it and you have the resources available as an organization, there is a, a disgruntled RFA out there who is probably elite <laughs> and could join your team if you're in a position to to do that but you've got to be in in the position to do that and for so many years we weren't and our back was against it and chuck i mean that guy was brutal especially when it, like dude the jvr dead money thing remember that <laughs> him not being able to offload jvr to, to to make some money and he had two like two seasons to do it basically yeah, what yeah, a now, joke. And now JVR makes, like, no money, and he has, like, 27 points with Boston. Yeah, it's... yeah fuck that guy. We totally I didn't call that, that, right? Fuck that That, that guy. totally wasn't going to happen. Uh, Sean O, are y'all okay? No. <laughs> I'm not. But I appreciate you asking me, Sean. I really do. I was, I was literally, like, shaking for, like, 20 minutes. Like, I had so many fucking people texting me, like, my friends, who, uh... Like, want to know what the fuck's going on? I was just like, let me breathe for ten minutes, please. I'll text you back. I just, holy fuck, dude! Like that was. I, just, I thought you were trolling me. Like when you sent it to, I genuinely I thought I was thought trolling myself, trolling. dude. I, I clicked. You should have seen me. <laughs> I was clicking in and out of the tweet, in and out of the tweet, thinking it was like a fucking yeah. a fake tweet. I, I was like, damn, this is a really good fake tweet. I was like, <laughs> I must be getting. I was like, I must be getting old or something. I was like, because, dude, this is because fooling this me. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is a really good fake tweet. And then I just kept clicking on the profile picture of the tweet. And it kept taking me to the actual Flyers account. And I was like, wait, do they actually just trade Gauthier? Insane, like, right now? Insane. insane moment. That's like, top, like top five most insane <laughs> moments as a Flyers fan. I swear to God. That was that was crazy. <laughs> uh, JD, <laughs> will you... Stones fan, 1977. Will you be preying on his downfall like I will be? <laughs> yes, I will. 
Hell yeah. Absolutely we will. I think Jacuzzi, he responded to me. He was like, I'm going to make the trip from Pittsburgh just to be a hater or some shit whenever he comes to Philly. Oh, that's Go funny share. shit, dude. Uh, Aaron Fraley, why is Cutter such a loser? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Sags, I can't comprehend what changed. He was so excited to meet Torts according to the one podcast clip. I really hope the return we get is worth it. However, it seems like he's lazy, egotistical, and doesn't play a complete game. Don't need drama once Mitch Kopp is here. Uh, well, we know what the return was, my brother, and it was pretty fucking good. But absolutely, um, this is just an extremely weird situation that hopefully we get more information about as we go on, but... Yeah, man, it's everyone's kind of rocked and still kind of dealing with the situation and what just transpired because we're it's all it's, just like, it's a weird fuck? one, brother. It really is. Like, like we it's said, gonna, it's it's personal. It's, it is. It is. It's gonna because be he has those... no good reason. If it was one, th- like if he had an actual good reason or mm-hmm. like this, just seems like an egomaniac on the surface. Maybe it it's does. just the way the Flyers front office sold it to me. Maybe they just sold the story beautifully and now everyone's pinned against Cutter, but it's like, dude, this kid just seems like an asshole. And I can't wait. On the wait surface to be it a does, hater. man. I can't lie. It really does. Like I hate calling a nineteen year old kid who was a kid to me now that I am twenty four. Um it, it, it like as I you know what I mean, it, it's weird to say it, but like on the surface, absolutely, dude. Like Little fucking bitch. And honestly, fuck him. Like, at this point, like, I can't see a scenario where, like, I take that back. You know what I mean? So I think I'm comfortable saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, no. Fuck it. And I think, it, fuck it, I mean, dude. I could eat my words here, but I think there will be a day where he realizes that he fucked up. If he I'm forces me to, I will. Gladly, I've done. I mean, I've done it with fucking TK. I was screaming three years ago on this very podcast about how that motherfucker all he does is hit glass, and now look at him, dude. He's like one of the best players in the fucking league. So I'll eat that gladly. But if he gives me a reason to, and something comes out where I'm like, oh wow, I would have said fuck you to the Flyers as well, then I'll eat this. But I just don't see a fucking scenario where that happens. I really don't. With the way that Briere and all them were talking, like Briere was sitting there, like, "Yeah, man, we didn't even have a chance to present to him, like, what we're doing as an organization. Like, he just didn't give us a chance to like talk to him." And that's uh, insane. Like, they wouldn't yeah, take the meeting. Nuts. Like, they go out to Sweden, and they're probably like trying he to congratulate him. And dude, think about it. Like, they're going out there to congratulate him, and then try to transition him into making his million dollar ELC into playing professional hockey and he just told him to fuck off like dude you got some yeah. nuts to be doing that like why now that's what For I don't whole get year that, that's, that's why it's so fucking annoying is cause you spend two years watching this guy you spend two years making your, your 2026 lineup you you get excited about the future just for him to, to give you the middle finger right as it's about to become real that's what's so fucking annoying about it that's why, like, he's honestly, like, my most hated player in the league. And he's probably going to be for years now. Because I know he's going to be a little prick on the ice whenever we play him. And shit, because he's going to get booed to shit. And he's probably going to be good. And he's probably going to score. And he's probably going to have some cocky shit-ass celebration. But... Oh, yeah. Fuck. I mean, his celebrations are elite, dude. So, 
I mean, hopefully we don't see them. But too it didn't much. need to be that way. Like that's all you, bro. Like oh, yeah. whatever, whatever's coming. Like you brought that upon yourself. Didn't have to be this way. Nope, it did not. It did not. And like you said, you brought it on yourself. So don't uh, don't come crying. Like, so, so, who made the? Who was it? I'm trying to think who it was. Fuck. Just makes you appreciate Mitch Cobb more too. Hundred percent. It's like that. Nah, he gets it though. He he wants to get here and make a difference as soon as he can. And then you got the flip side. You got the spoiled Brad who wants to go Dude, play with his other Team USA this. buddies in Anaheim or so, some shit. So fucking crazy that happened. It really is. But time to move on. Jamie Drysdale. Already know what the title of this pod's going to be. Um. How are we already 51 minutes deep? That's crazy. Holy shit. But, uh, is there anything else we you We didn't want even to talk on? about, like, the, the performances of, like, the team. But, like, what we the get game? Into, like, I'm not talking about the fucking game. Or just, like, since we last made a podcast, we, like, they've been on a bit of a skid. We haven't really. Yeah, they, but, like, fuck that. We'll get into that next episode. We'll break down the games. Yeah. Uh, this is this strictly is cutter. Insane. Yeah. This is strictly cutter. I don't think we have to go through any more, uh, questions. I think everyone else is. The other questions were uh, just kind of repeated. Other questions of uh, let me look real quick while we uh, what are they going to do at one C long term? We kind of already talked about that. Um, the Kevin Hayes angle. Are we officially on Demididov watch? Jake, I did not see that question, my man. Um, if he falls, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we just talked about the idea of trading up. Packaging picks, players, whatever they can do to try to get another top end forward in the system because now you have a number one right handed defenseman prospect in terms of, I mean, he's still 21 years old, so you have that. Um, so, absolutely. He's been on the radar, my brother, so he will continue to stay on it. Um, he's also Russian, so that helps the Flyers in terms of other teams not drafting him. Sheamus, I know it's only been one draft, but how's your confidence in Briere's ability to find a piece in the second round? Uh, I don't like that Bjarnson pick, to be honest with you. I thought he reached there um, with that second round pick. I'm pretty sure that was a second round pick. Um, but I think Briere's shown an ability to go get what he wants. And I know it's only been... And, and I do think that they trust their scouts a lot. Oh, big time. And their scout team is kind of for the most part, remain the same over the years. So I, I think, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think no, that no. like pro, end of the process isn't really going like, to, the drafting's honestly never truly been the problem here. It's kind of after you draft a guy, developing it into that player, making sure he doesn't regress after he has a semi-breakout year. Um yeah, weirdly enough, though, like drafting and finding late round steals is kind. Of, they've kind of been good at it. So. Yeah, I mean, especially like I mean, Jameis, you, you made a good point. It's only been one draft, so I mean, take this all with a grain of salt. And most of these guys I I name won't turn out to be full time NHL players. But Denver Barkey, third round pick. I mean, that kid has been unreal in the juniors. Uh, Alex Chernek, we know we saw him with Czechia. Uh, left early in, in the World Junior Tournament for them due to injury. But, I mean, he played really, really well for them. Um, Carter Southern, guy that Derek really likes. Um, if anybody wants to read about him, go on Derek's page on X, and you'll you'll read a ton about him. But there have been a lot of picks in the, the later round. Not 
a lot, but I mean a few picks in the later rounds that are going to be really interesting as they develop uh, for Briere. I mean, obviously you have Bonk as the pick after Mitchkov too, so it's another right-handed defenseman in the system. Uh, so yeah, dude, it's we don't have a lot to go back and look at in terms of Briere's second round draft picks because his only one is Carson Bjornsson, and I thought that was a reach for where it was, but. I could be wrong. I'm not a goalie guy. I've never claimed to be a goalie guy. I think goalie is like the hardest position to develop and look at in terms of oh, what can they be in five years because you have no idea with goalies. No idea. I don't even try. They could have the most insane season one year yeah, and then be terrible for the rest of their career and you have no idea why. It's so <laughs> yeah. fr- And as a fan, they're the most frustrating thing to watch because you can't really... Unless you played goalie, you can't really form accurate opinions and take accurate assessments of like a goalie's play, like outside of like surface level shit. Like you're like, oh, Hart needs to have that one. Well, like no shit. Yeah, but, thanks. Like, <laughs> like when you actually get into like his technique and shit like that, like that's when you'll start to lose me. Oh, big time. Like the the deep goalie shit, and it's also hard to judge their value too. Like how many times do you see a high level goalie go in a trade and he doesn't bring back what you? think he would normally bring back yeah. it, it's a it's such a weird position but it's the most necessary one it's it's funny goalie's funny position man. that's why i'm happy that we're uh we're pretty deep with it right now so excited man excited i think that's everything i think that's all the questions shout out thank you everybody for for asking questions commenting uh everybody I mean, I, we had like 40 replies man pretty cool to see really 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 cool to see i think that's everything though yeah all right well we will be back soon enough uh probably near the end of this home stand or something like that talk about some of these games hopefully some wins and and we'll talk about how drysdale is playing oh that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun. fun but this is episode 104 of the liberty o you can follow us on all socials at the liberty o Follow me on Twitter at TLY Danny. Follow Chris at Chris Stumps. Go floor.